0: Thank you for listening to the Zaner Ministries podcast with Evangelist Nick Zaner. To stay connected, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, or at zanerministries.com. Now, here's Evangelist Nick. We're going to continue on with the gifts of the Spirit. And in particular, I was praying and the Lord told me to focus on the working of miracles. I want you to type that in the comments and type the working of miracles. God bless you, Kathy. Bring your bring your mom. We'll we'll not only pray, we'll teach, and she'll be able to get healed in Jesus' name and stay healed by the power of God's word. The working of miracles. Now I want you to go in your Bibles, <clears throat> foundational scriptures. Acts one verse eight. Acts one verse eight. And I I have my Bible here, but you'll see me refer to my iPad. And I might open this once just so you can say he did open the Bible on the broadcast. Amen. (laughs) Acts 1 verse 8 says this, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Everybody say power. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. This power is dynamite, dunamis, Power. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Now, the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out 2,000 years ago, and we're talking about the gifts of the Spirit, but He is the gift giver. The Holy Spirit, when He had descended upon the church, He gave them power to be witnesses. What is a witness? It's one who testifies on another's behalf. We are to wit be witnesses to those around us, to the lost, because the gifts of the Spirit are primarily... There to reach souls. The gifts of the Spirit are given to us to reach lost people. Yes, what God often and many times, we mainly, sadly, only see the gifts of the Spirit moved, in, moving in a service. But they're not meant to stay in a service. They're meant for every single believer to be used to reach people. And so we receive power to be a witness. That's the foundational whole point. You now, we don't operate in the gifts of the Spirit to be like, oh, look at me. I got a great ministry or I'm a super Christian and you got a big S on your chest like Superman because it says it's an SC for super Christian because you operate in the gifts of the Spirit. No, the gifts of the Spirit are there to profit for all, but it's also there to reach lost people. Now, John fourteen twelve says this. It says, most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. Why, why do I mention that one tonight? And then it goes on to say, and greater works shall he do because I go to my father. Now, many people harp on the greater works, but I want to harp on this. The works that I do, he will do also. Never forget that. People jump to the greater works, but are you doing the works of Jesus? What were the works of Jesus? He went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And if God was with him, God is with you. And we should go around destroying the works of the devil for a living. That should be when somebody says, well, you're a Christian. Yeah, I am. What do you do? Well, I destroy the works of the, of the devil for a living. <laughs> really? Yes, really. I go, you should be one who casts out devils, heals the sick. You should be the one who who God uses to bring a word to somebody. You're getting people saved. Because Jesus said, the works that I do, he will do also. So tonight we're going to focus in on that. But here, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 1, getting into the gifts of the Spirit. Because Jesus operated in seven of the nine gifts. Why did he not operate in the nine of the nine? Because the two tongues and interpretation of tongues were given to the church uh, after the Pente- Holy Spirit fell. And I'm not talking about those tonight, but maybe eventually we'll get into those. But the first Corinthians 12 verse one says, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant or unlearned or without knowledge of, you know, that you were Gentiles carried away by these dumb idols. However, you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the spirit of God calls Jesus a curse and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. That means there's different gifts. There's nine, but it's still the same Holy Spirit working them all. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. There's different ministries. There's an evangelist, prophet. There's just layman people, ministry of reconciliation, but it's still the same Lord. There are diversities of activities, but it's the same God who works all in all. That means many people operate differently, but it's still the same God who works it. Now, verse 7, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one, For the profit of all. I want you to type in the comments, profit of all. In other words, that means the gifts of the Spirit are there to cause you to increase, cause you to profit, cause you to succeed. The gifts of the Spirit are like tools in your belt that cause you, it's an unfair advantage with the gifts of the Spirit. We have an unfair advantage when it comes to the gifts. And so we need to allow God to use us, each of us, so we can profit with all. Amen? Verse 8. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge, through the same Spirit, to another the gift of faith, by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings, by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, which is what we're going to talk about tonight, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues, but one in the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Now, if you watch part one with me and my brother, it's, we, talk, we titled it Activate uh, the Gifts of the Spirit, and that's the title of the healing school, Activate. But you'll find out God is more willing than we realize. He's looking for willing vessels who will yield themselves to be used. The Bible says we should covet earnestly the best gifts. That means we should eagerly desire to be used in the gifts of the Spirit. That tells me if the Bible says to eagerly desire, then God is willing more than we realize to use us in the gifts of the Spirit. And so we are. We can't make them happen. It's as He wills, but you, if you position yourself, and you say, God, I want to be used in these gifts. I want to see these operate in my life. He is hes going to show up. I'm telling you right now. You just had to say, Lord, I'm willing to be used. And he'll use you. Amen. Now, this is what Lester Summerall said. And then we'll get into the gifts of uh, the working of miracles. He said, I believe God wants to accomplish his work supernaturally on the face of the earth. He wants to take natural people and work supernaturally through them to bring about a mighty surge of his power, just the way he worked through Howard Carter. Howard Carter. In other words, he wants to use you, natural people, to do something supernatural. I love that. Now, the working of miracles. I want you to go to First Kings seventeen. The working of miracles. A lot of times when people use use that term, um, at least for me as an evangelist. Um, we normally preach on miracles, signs, and wonders. In the first ca- time you think about a working of miracles is uh, possibly getting up out of a wheelchair, which is, which is part of it. The man at the gate, beautiful, Acts chapter 3, he was sitting there. Peter and John showed up. He said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I give unto thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I command you to rise up and walk. Took him by the hand, he began to walk. That's the working of miracles that took place. But the working of miracles is... Can it's Jesus fed five thousand people? That's a miracle. That's the working of miracles. The working of miracles. The gifts of the Spirit operated both in the Old Testament and the New. I'm going to give you one from the Old Testament, and then I'm going to hop into one from the New. In the Old Testament, First Kings seventeen, there was a there was a drought that took place, and Elijah the prophet stood up and he said, "Guess what? I prophesied there will be no rain." At all until at my word, or at the Lord's words. Look at what the Bible says. Elijah the tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years except at my word. So in other words, God said there's going to be no rain until I say so. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, Get away from here and turn eastward and hide by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan, and it will be that you shall drink from the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. The working of miracles, this is what happened. The Lord said there's going to be a drought. There's going to be something that takes place that's not going to affect just the people you're prophesying to, but it's going to affect you yourself. And then he gave him a commandment. He said, go to the brook Cherith, and there I've commanded the ravens to feed you there. And so the Bible says, he went there and did according to the word of the Lord, and he stayed by the brook Cherith with flows into the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening. In other words, the ravens brought him Chick-fil-A. Amen. (laughs) Thank God for the Chick-fil-A that was coming in to the prophet of God at the brook Cherith. And that happened for many days, the Bible says. For many days, as he stayed there, the ravens would come and feed him, and the ravens would come in the morning, and they would come at night. That's a miracle. The ravens, a bird, would come and bring the food. You know, it's called the working of miracles because you got to work your faith. you got to work the miracle. Now, when the, when the Holy Spirit's moving in this way, with the gifts of the Spirit working a miracle, sometimes uh, people like to get into a rush. We can't get into a rush with God. We got to continue to work the miracle. Imagine if Elijah was like, okay, well, these birds just bring me enough food to take care of me so I can get on and move away from this brook. He No, he had to work the miracle. Even in the Old Testament, he had to stay there. He had to stay where the place called there where the provision would come. He had to work the commandment of God, the word of God. If you want to see miracles in your life, you have to work the word. I want you to type that in the comments, work the word. You got to work the word. You want to see constant miracles in your life? You gotta work the word. Even when it doesn't look like it. You know, we sang that song. Even when we don't see it, you're working. Even when we don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. But we could we should never stop working his word. We should never stop working his word. When we stop working his word, we cut off the flow of the miracles coming into our lives. And so the working of miracles is just like that. When Jesus, I already mentioned it before, but I want to get into it now. Because here's the ravens coming in. This is Old Testament. You might think, well, that's Old Testament. What about with Jesus? Well, Jesus, Matthew 14, verse 13, the Bible says that there was uh, thousands of people who came to listen to Jesus preach. And the disciples are getting so concerned because they were so carnally minded that they... They, they, they were like, man, we got to stop this. These people are about to faint. These people are not going to make it. They need to go out and they need to go back into town and get some food. And if they don't get any food, they're going to pass out. And Jesus is like, yeah, you're right. If they leave now, they may not make it on the trip. So you feed them. And they said, we don't have anything to give them. All we have is two fish and five loaves of bread. And that is not enough to feed these people. That is not enough to barely feed a a family of four, let alone 5,000 men alone and not even counting women and children. And what did Jesus do? He said, give it to me. So he took the little bit that he had. Jesus was showing us how to work the word. He said, you feed them. The father told Jesus to tell them to feed them. And now what did he do? He took the, he took the loaves. He took the fish. And this is why we do this every time we receive an offering anywhere. We have the people lift it up to the Lord. Why? Because every single time that you bless it and you start giving, you're working God's word for it to multiply. What was Jesus doing? He took that little boy's offering, his lunch, his food. He lifted it up to the Father. He blessed it. And then he, what did he do? He, he began to break it into pieces and give it to the disciples. Now, when the disciples, I want to ask you guys, This question, when the disciples were holding this food in their hand, was it more or less than what Jesus started with? Because, you know, I've seen the cartoons and the shows that as soon as Jesus did that, poof, all of a sudden, here's all this fish. Here's all this bread. But the Bible says that he took bits of what he had and gave it to the disciples. It was the same amount that what Jesus started with, he gave to them. It was the same amount, just broken up into little pieces amongst the 12. But then the disciples had to work the word. Going back to working the word, the disciples had to work the word. Jesus said, you feed them. They were already commanded by the word of the Lord to to feed the people with what they had. So what, what do I believe happened? As they went with that little bit in their hand, they went to that first person, gave them a little bit. A fish, a little bit of bread, looked in their hand, they had the same amount in their hand. Went to the next person, gave them a little broke a little bit, broke a little bit, gave it to them, looked in their hand, they had the same amount. As they kept breaking the bread and breaking the fish, it multiplied. But in their hand, it was the same amount that Jesus gave them. So they kept working the word. They kept working what Jesus said. They were working the miracle. That's how the, work, the gifts of the working of miracles works. You keep working it. You keep speaking God's word. You keep, when the Lord is on to something, you keep, you keep breaking that bread and that fish. You keep, you keep moving with God. Come on. You keep going. You, you don't stop. And so they're working the word and they're seeing the miraculous take place. They're watching it before their eyes and they're seeing it happen. You know, there's a story in Second Kings verse uh, chapter 4, starting in verse 3. I'm not going to read it. You can go read it yourself. There was a woman, they, there was creditors about to take her kids away from her. Back then, they didn't just, uh, you know, garnish your wages when you were delinquent with your credit. They would literally take your kids away and make them slaves to pay off the debt. Imagine that. Imagine someone coming and taking your kids and making them work to pay off the debt of the parents. That's absolutely crazy, but that's when it was about to take place. And she came to the prophet of God and said, what do I do? And he said, what do you have? See, a lot of people are looking for what? Oh, I don't have this. I don't have that. What you have is enough to carry you all the way through. What you have in your hand. Little becomes much when you place it in the master's hand. God is looking for you to work what you have. Many people are like, well, you know, maybe I'll start working God's word when I have X amount in the bank. Or I have X uh, X amount of things. Or, you know, when I get many opportunities, then I'll step out and I'll trust God with full-time ministry once I have, you know, 10 10 weeks of meetings booked. That's not how this thing works. You step out and you work God's word as you go. And literally, he said, guess what? Go, go borrow uh, some vessels and borrow not a few because she said, I have a jar, a little jar of oil, and that's all I have. And he said, go borrow as many vessels as you possibly can because at that time, everybody else didn't have anything, and all they had was empty vessels, but she had just a little bit of oil. And what happened? She came back. Her and her son gathered up all that oil came back. And the Bible says they shut the door. And as they shut the door, she began to pour. Sometimes you got to shut the door before you begin to pour. Sometimes you got to get away from the naysayers, get away from the people who's going to, who's going to cripple you from seeing that miracle take place. Get away from the doubters, get away from the looky loose, get away from the people who don't, who, who have no faith for what you're trying to believe God for. Those people, if they would have saw her in there, they would have thought she's crazy. Well, she? They guarantee some people are looking to try to see what... She just borrowed all the whole town's vessels. You better believe somebody's watching her. You better believe it. Somebody's watching her, trying to see what's happening. She was smart. She went in, she shut the doors, closed the blinds, and began to pour that oil. And the Bible says that as she poured each... Uh, began to pour that little bit of oil, it filled each vessel up. And as as one would fill, she said, son, give me another one. And and he'd pass it to her and she'd fill it up. And that would get one get full until there was another one, and another one, another one, until finally she said, pass me one more. And he said, we are done. We don't have any more. And what does the Bible say? Then the oil stopped. See, if she she was uh, thinking and she realized, man, I better just go find a barrel. I need to go dig a hole or do something where I can keep this thing pouring because it never would have stopped if she never stopped working the word. See, the man of God said, go borrow vessels and begin to pour. As long as she had a vessel to pour in, she had oil flowing. That's the working of miracles, folks. Come on. You got to work the word. I mean, come on. You got you to gotta, see the Bible says don't grow weary in well-doing. You know what happens? As we see God come through and, man, we're working God's word and the gifts of the spirit are operating, working in miracles, man, we're stepping out. We're doing this thing. And then if you begin to back up or if you begin to stop, everything halts. Don't stop working God's word. That's, that's a word for somebody tonight. You're not going to stop working God's word. Continue to work it. Maybe you said, you know what, I have stopped. Uh, get back on it. This is your. This is your. Uh, your little warning. Start working God's word again. I'm telling you, if you do, you're going to see it take place. Hey, Justin. God bless you, Kathy. Hey, Grandma. Richie. God bless you. I see you guys in the comments. Work God's word. That's what that woman did. What about when uh, when Peter was being told talking about the working of miracles? Peter was. Peter. They were having a conversation. The the pharisees and they said well doesn't jesus pay his temple tax doesn't jesus pay his taxes and uh before peter could even tell jesus what they said jesus said go out go fishing and the first fish you find will have a coin in its mouth take the coin to pay the tax so we don't offend anybody and so what did peter do he worked the word he didn't say jesus are you sure you know, brother, what happens if I go out there and I I catch a hundred fish and they don't have the coin? You know, that's what people do with God's word. Do you know people do that to God's word? They say, well, I know the Bible says that if I give, I will receive. But should I should I give or I know the Bible says if I lay hands on the sick, they'll recover. But what happens if they don't see that's 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 unbelief. That's a spirit of doubt and unbelief. What happens, you know, if I get out there, God told me to step out into ministry. And what happens if I fail? Well. If you fail, maybe God didn't tell you to do it. <laughs> but if he told you to do it, he'll empower you. He empowers what he commands. God empowers that what he commands. I want you to type that in the comment comments. God empowers what he commands. And his word, he's empowered his word. He looks over his word to perform it. So let alone the unknown will of God, this is the known will of God. If he said it, he's obligated to see this thing come to pass. He looks over his word to perform it. And so what did Peter do? He went out there. He he knew if Jesus said it, that's it. And he went out there and he cast that line into the water, reeled in that first fish. And sure enough, that fish had the coin in its mouth. He took that coin and paid the temple tax. That's a miracle, folks. That's a miracle. That is an that is a miracle. How many of you fishermen out there have tried to catch the first fish that came in? You're checking that mouth because you're looking for a coin in its mouth. Come on. (laughs) God is still working miracles today. God bless you, Travis. I see you on. Amen. God is working miracles amongst his people, but he's looking for people who are willing to work his word, who are willing to step out, who are willing to, you know, somebody told me, They said, you know what, brother, you'll never see blind eyes open if you never lay hands and command blind eyes to open in the name of Jesus and pray for the person. You'll never see deaf ears open if you don't contend for the miracle. You'll never see somebody... Come out of a wheelchair until you get to that place where you're going to contend for it. You'll never see provision like I'm talking about, like the Bible's talking about, until you position yourself to see it take place. You'll never see it. But guess what? If you do tonight, I'm telling you, I feel it. It's coming on me. I feel the anointing on this. If you will step out and work the word of God, I'm telling you, you will see miracles follow you all the days of your life. Miracles, signs, and wonders follow those who believe. And God is looking for people who will position themselves, who will work his word, who will step into that place and say, God, you either come through, come heaven or high water, or this thing, or you're a liar. And the Bible says he's not a man that should lie, nor the son of man that should repent. I'm telling you and it's a spirit of fear that keeps people. See, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. The gift of the working of miracles will take place when you have an understanding that this you when when the gifts of the spirit are in operation number 1, there's like there's no fear. It's like you know that the thing is going to take place. You know that this thing's about to happen, number 1. But number 2, you if if there is fear, you got to have an understanding God has not given you a spirit of fear. If he's telling you to do something, He's already got miracles set up before you even act because he's he's the miracle worker. I'm telling you guys. I'm telling you. By experience at this point, this is our we're in in the middle of our third year ministry and I'm telling you when we stepped out, people thought we were absolutely crazy. 2020, November 1st, launched the ministry, pandemic, everybody's not traveling. People are wondering what the heck you're doing. I'm still working a job until February 15th, 2021. When I quit my job, February 15th, 2021, I didn't have a lot of people coming to me face to face, but I know I could hear their thoughts like Jesus perceived their thoughts. And they thought this man has totally lost his mind. He got married and now he's quitting his job so he can go into a ministry where the half the world is still shut down But i'm telling you we positioned ourselves to be in that place where if god doesn't come through He either told me i'm called into the ministry or he did not and he came through door began to open Finances began to come flood in the raven was flat flat flapping because why god commanded us whatever he commanded us to do He's empowered us to see, he empowered his word to see it come to pass and i'm telling you i'm talking to people right now now where god has told you to do something and you haven't done it it's time to step out and do it it's time to walk in the miraculous it's time to walk in the supernatural god uh, man if i could shake somebody right now i would in a, in a good way because god wants god wants to show off and show off big for you in your life and I, i'm telling you he has got god is so good he's got so many things in store the bible says Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. And it says now that we have the mind of Christ, we can know what he has prepared for us because we have his word. But guess what? We can't hesitate on his word because fear hesitates. But faith runs forward. Faith doesn't hesitate. Faith moves forward. Faith says yes. Faith steps out. Faith jumps Faith says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. Faith says, nothing is impossible to those who believe. Come on, guys. It's time to believe God. It's time to contend for the supernatural. I want you to tell your neighbor in your house right now, say, I'm Pentecostal. I believe in the supernatural power of God. I believe in the gifts of the Spirit, and I'm going to see the miraculous follow me all the days of my life. Come on. I was preaching in Ohio, and I told everybody in the room, And if you're Baptist, I love you. This is not a slam on you, but I'm Pentecostal. If you tuned in on YouTube or Facebook and you saw us and you're like, man, this sounds really good. And you're Baptist. I'm not slamming you as a Baptist. I'm a Pentecostal. But I'm telling you, I had them look at each other and say, I'm not Baptist. Tell your neighbor you're not Baptist. I'm not Baptist. I'm Pentecostal. I'm Pentecostal, and I believe in the supernatural power of God to cast out devils, to heal the sick, to speak in new tongues. Come on, somebody. It's time for the people of God to be activated in the power of the Holy Ghost, to cast out devils, to heal the sick, to work miracles in their lives physically, Mentally, emotionally, financially—I'm talking about miracles on all sides. You don't just need to—you ha- don't just have to have miracles follow your life, where people get sick, people get healed who are sick, and all of that, and then be bust, broken, and disgusted financially. You can have miracles financially. You can have miracles in your healing, healing in your body, healing in others. You can cast out devils. You can have it all, folks. He sets a table before you in the presence of his enemies. Why not get everything that's on the table? Why only settle for a little bit? Man, I'm preaching myself happy here, man. I'm about to run around this place. I'm telling you what, I can't can't believe I'm still sitting down. I just want to run around because I know that God has things in store for me and for you. I'm telling you, you better get ready. The next eight months, the remainder of this year is going to be the greatest eight months you've ever had in Jesus' name. Why? Because from this day forward, you're going to step into the miraculous. You're going to position yourself to see God come through. You know, many people... Don't want to be in that place of what happens if God doesn't doesn't come through. When does he not come through? For those he for the, for those who would put put themselves in a place where you either come through or not, whose name is on the line? The name of Jesus. God's on the line. He's he's not gonna let his reputation be uh diminished by someone who stepped out on God's word. Are you kidding me? his he put it. His word above his name. It's his word and his name. If you're if you're standing there and you're saying, you're saying, I'm using the name of Jesus. You're not flaky. You're not weird. You haven't done anything that's uh, presumption and not faith. You're in faith and you're standing there. God is going to, he's going to show up. He's going to perform because his reputation and his word is on the line. Moses, for example, how about this miracle? The split, the splitting of the Red Sea. Moses just told Pharaoh, that God said, let my people go. And you think that God God led them right to the Red Sea to that point. Do you think that, you know, for a moment, Moses was thinking, man, God, you told us to leave. We finally left and you led us this way where now we can't cross and now we're all going to die but no, God said, no, I, I am. I put my name on the line. I put my word on the line. You stood there and you spoke what I said to say. You stood and spoke and used my name, and therefore I'm going to make a way where there is no way. I want you to type that in the comments and shout it in your house. God is making a way where there is no way because there was no way across that Red Sea. There was no way at all unless God showed up. And guess what? He said, raise your staff. And what did Moses do? He raised his staff, and immediately, boom, the Holy Ghost went right through that water. Those walls went up, and they marched right across that water on dry ground. Dry ground, guys. They weren't walking through mud. They were walking through the dry ground right there across the Red Sea. I'm telling you guys, God, when you stand for his word, he is looking over his word to perform it. The Bible says he's looking to and fro throughout the earth to show himself strong on someone's behalf who will believe what he said. Come on, Richie. Come on, Kathy. Come on, Justin. God wants you. He wants to show up strong for you. He wants to he wants to show off for you. He wants to May, he wants to do mir- miracle signs and wonders, just like when he spoke to Joshua and he says, just as I was with Moses, sh- so shall I be with you. He's saying the same to you. Just as he was with Moses, so am I with Richie, so am I with Kathy, so am I with, with uh, Justin, so am I with Emily, so am I with Nick, so am I with Jose. If you will just believe his word, speak his word, and step out, miracles will manifest. Amen. So position yourself tonight to see this gift come alive in your life. Now, man, I just, I just went off when the Holy Ghost. I didn't really get to my notes, but it doesn't matter. This broadcast is the Holy Spirit. So he can do whatever he wants. <laughs> he can say whatever he wants. But I, I felt it tonight, and I know I'm, I'm going to pray for you guys right now. I believe miracles are going to take place in your life. You know, why are we calling, why, why did I feel to call the healing school, we just normally just called it healing school, but this year I felt to pray, God, give me, give me a title for it. Why did we call it Activate? School of Healing and Impartation. Because it's time for the believers to be activated. It's time to, see, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. It's time to turn the power on. And keep it on. We don't need glimpses. We don't just need blips of power. We need the power on full force, marching forward, casting out devils, healing the sick, miracles, signs, and wonders. You, should, you will be a sign and a wonder to those around you in Jesus' name because miracles will follow you. When everyone else is going backwards, you're going forwards. When it looks like everyone else is falling apart, you're falling together because God is on your side, because God is making a way. God is, God is making a way where there is no way. Just like the Red Sea. Amen. And so we're calling and activate because people need healed. Number one, there's, you know, we need people to under we need people to experience God and hear about Him. Paul said this I did not come with persuasive words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration and power of the Holy Spirit. So people need to be healed in, in church services, especially if you're a Pentecostal. One of the four cardinal doctrines of almost every Pentecostal church is divine healing. Yet, I would say 80% of them never even preach a single message on healing. Why? Because they, they're afraid of what happens if God doesn't show up. What happens if God does? What happens if every person who comes through the doors get healed? Because you, you stepped out and placed yourself in a position that it might look ridiculous, but that's the position where God shows up. What happens if they do get healed? Praise God, they do get healed. Amen. See, we got to activate this. We got to go back to our roots. We got to go back to Book of Acts. The Book of Acts church was a book. When you read the Book of Acts, miracles happen. Signs happen. Wonders happen. I mean, I long. My mini- our ministry, the Lord's ministry that he's given us, the whole thing is to win the loss and revive the church, impact this generation, and impact them how? With a demonstration of God's power. Where this generation sees that God is not just word only, but he's demonstrated in the power of God, where people get healed, people get delivered, the gifts of the Spirit are in activation, not just me, myself, and my wife being used, but every person can be used by God. Every person can be used to heal the sick. Every person can be used to cast out devils. Every person can you be used in the gift of faith, the working of miracles, tongues, interpretation of tongues. Every single person, if they just position themselves. Amen? I believe miracles are going to start happening in your life as you as you take his word seriously and literally. I want you to say that out loud in your homes. I'm taking God's word seriously and literally. What do I mean by that? I mean that when you read this, it's written to you. It's not written to me, it's not written to your pastor, it's not written to your favorite evangelist. It's written to you. And you take it literally and then seriously, because now you're going to act upon it. And when you start acting upon God's word, that's when he's obligated to move. You know, many people, I love this quote, T.L. Osborne said, don't ask God to do what he's already done. Never ask God to do what he's already done. He's, uh, He's asked us to step out on his word and to do what he's told us to do and then he'll show up. Many people are waiting, well when God shows up then I'll step out. You've already he'll never sh- he'll never show up. Why? Because you're asking him to do what he's told you to do. This is called the walk of faith, guys. You want to see miracles happen in your life? Start walking. Start acting. Start moving. Start positioning. That's the place where God shows up. If Elijah did not get up and go to the brook The raven would not have shown up because he needed to get there for the there. So the miracle, he had to work the miracle. He had to show up. If the woman didn't go borrow any vessels, there would have the creditors would have took her kids away, hauled them away. and They would be working. She would have had no miracle. If Jesus didn't bless the food and hand it to the disciples and then the disciples pass it out, their people would not have been fed that day because they needed to work the miracle and they needed to work the word. That coin that was in that fish's mouth, if Peter didn't trust the Lord and what he said and stepped out and cast the line in, he never would have saw the miracle. Come on, guys. I can go story after story after story. Step out, trust God, and watch what God is going to do. Amen? Amen. I want to pray for you guys real quick. Right where you're at in your homes, I want you just to lift your hands. I feel the anointing. I know the anointing can be transferred even through this lens into your home whether you're watching on TV, your phone, whatever, laptop, iPad. doesn't matter. God will touch you in your home. So right where you're at, lift your hands. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the gifts of the Spirit. I thank you for the gift giver, the Holy Spirit. Lord, as we've went over your word, we thank you, Lord, as they step out on what you tell them to do, written in the word and unwritten, spoken to their hearts, that the working of miracles would be it would be moving in their lives. Lord, as they step out and they work your word, Lord, we thank you for miracles. I thank you, Lord, that those people who are believing for healing to take place, that as they lay hands on the sick and they, ca- they command it to be healed in the name of Jesus and they work the miracle, they begin to move their leg, move their back that it goes into action, they're healed in Jesus' name. The person who's believing God uh, for financial breakthrough as they work the Word, as they sow that seed, and they don't grow weary in well-doing, but they continue to give, Father, that they would see miracle after miracle after miracle. Lord, that person right now who's believing to step into uh, Bible school or full-time ministry, Lord, to make a giant leap of faith to move across the nation, I thank you as they do it, as they move miracle after miracle will take place supernatural things everything that they need will happen because they're working the word of God and Lord we thank you for testimonies coming from tonight and from those who will watch this replay Lord move in their lives and we expect it in Jesus mighty name and if you believe it type amen in the comments and shout it in your homes amen amen the working of miracles Amen. Well, I want to give you an opportunity here to work your faith and to work miracles in finances. You know, when I first heard this message, I was a I was a student in um, school in college for business. I wasn't even in Bible school yet. I was getting my degree for business management, and as I was listening to the Word of God, barely saved, maybe f- what May, June, July, August, four months saved. I'm hearing God's word preached, and the preacher was reading the Bible. I had my Bible out. I was following along just like many of you are right now, and literally, I had $10 left. That's all I had, and he said, Get, he was reading the scriptures. When you give, you will receive, pressed down, shaken together, running over. That's what Jesus said in Luke chapter 6, and I said, if that's what the Bible says, I'm going to do what the Bible says and trust what the Bible says because faith comes by hearing the word of God. And I sold that 10 bucks. And I'm telling you within less than 24 hours, my earthly dad was knocking at my door unannounced. Didn't tell me he was showing up. He walked through the doors, handed me a hundred bucks, looked in the fridge because it looked like it was for sale, took us to Walmart, filled the fridge up and instantly God used my earthly dad to prove as showing me as a heavenly father that he'll take care of me. And then from that day forward, I became, I purpose in my heart, I'm going to work the word in the area of finances. And I'm telling you, as we began to give and give and give, it's come back, pressed down, shaken together, running over, till even at this point, this right now, at this point of the ministry, we are so close to seeing as much as come in in one year, our first year of ministry, we're about to clip it before this month ends. I'm telling you, it's not because of me, it's because of his word. So I want to give you an opportunity now to sow a seed here. He'll put it up on the screen for you. Obey God. Ask him what you would have. he would have you do. Maybe you're at the level of 10 bucks left. That's all you have. Step out. Trust God. Many people, you're not at that level. You, God has blessed you. You know the word on seed time and harvest. You've given. Ask the Lord what he would have you do. Do something substantial. Do something that's going to move uh, your heart. Amen. And the Bible says... God loves a cheerful giver. There's no pressure into having to give, but you get to give. Amen? So text the word GIVEZMI to 610-890-7505 if you want to give by credit card on your phone, or you can give by cash app, PayPal or Venmo uh, at GIVEZMI. Maybe you want to sew, also go directly to our website. You can sow through your credit card as well at com slash give, or you can mail us a check at P.O. Box one two five Copy PA one eight zero three seven. Make your check out to Zayner Ministries. We're believing God for one hundred blessed partners. Why do I call it blessed partners? Because you may not feel blessed. You may not start with millions, and I'm not not a you know. If God raises you up to be a millionaire, praise God. But it's about when you start giving to the kingdom of God, you will be blessed. So it's not about well, you know. This, he's only asking for really rich people. That's not what it is at all. Some people will start where I started at 10 bucks, at, at 20 bucks, at $25, at 50 whatever, whatever level you're at. And as you give, we're contending for the hundredfold return that you will see supernatural increase. You'll see what I was talking about tonight, that as you give, it will continue to come back, press down, shaking together, running over, What at whatever level you're at. Some people, are they're able to give $100 a month. Some people can only give 10 Honestly, I don't care what level you're at. Just do something. Amen. If God puts it on your heart to be a partner at 5 bucks a month, do it. If he says 50, do it. Just follow the Holy Ghost. But I guarantee as you do, I've got testimonies coming in. People are getting promoted in their job, getting unexpected bonuses coming in. They're this is like one one of our partners, he's got three, I think three random bonuses that's come in. That's the blessing of God. That's a hundredfold return. That's what, that's what we're praying for you, for the partners in this ministry. So just f- obey God in that. And then anyone who gives tonight, we're going to give you this book as a way to say thank you. It's called The Bible Way to Receive the Holy Spirit by Kenneth E. Hagan. Just make sure you go to com slash offer so we can uh, send it to you. We get your address um, so we can mail it to you. Otherwise, if you give tonight and we don't get your address, we don't know where to send it. So that's why you're not you haven't gotten the book. And so make sure you fill that out. Amen. Praise God. I see Samantha's on. Richard, come on, brother. Wow. Amy says, my seed came in tonight literally. Amen. Praise God. Kathy, God bless. Amen. Save the date. April 30th, May 3rd. Don't miss one of these. These are going to be life-changing. Whether whether or not you need a miracle in your body or not, you should be here because we're going to equip you to lay hands on the sick yourself. It's going to be powerful. Amen? Hallelujah. Amen. Well, Father, bless every single person who's given tonight. Bless every single person who's watching and who already did watch and have tuned off. May they have great sleep in Jesus' name. Watch watch this Healing School video as a way to say, thank you, Jose. Amen. (laughs) Right now, we're standing in a prophetic moment. We are the answer to the church that was praying for 100 years straight in this region. Because the greatest days of the healing is not in the 50s, it's now. Jesus is wanting to use you to heal the sick. That beating he took was for you to be healthy, to be healed, to be whole, so that you as a child of God could walk every single day of your life in the fullness of his promises. Because Jesus is coming soon and he ain't coming for a weak church. He's coming for a church who's looking for him who's ready and who's busy. I recognize that cross the wounds, the blood that was shed, the price that was paid in advance so that I could be healed. I know that the Bible says that by your stripes I have been made whole. His promises is our health, our happiness, our peace, our joy, our prosperity. We got to use the name of Jesus because every devil will flee. Every sickness and disease will be healed. And you will be saved by that name. For if you call upon the name of the Lord Jesus, you shall be saved. There's power in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to the Zaner Ministries podcast. Please consider becoming a monthly covenant partner with us. We are asking God for 100 people to stand with us financially as we continue to win the lost in America. Go to zainerministries.com and click the Give Now button to become a monthly covenant partner today.